Hello and welcome to episode 9 of the BG Podcast, weekly conversations at the intersection of business, community, and public policy covering the Austin Metro and the state of Texas. Our guest today is Louise Rodriguez, President and CEO of the Greater Austin Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Hello, my name is Luis Rodriguez. I'm the uh, current president and CEO of the Greater Austin Hispanic Chamber of Commerce here in the great city of Austin, Texas. Well, great, Luis. Thanks for being with us today. Uh, my name is AJ Bingham, the CEO of Bingham Group. Um, so, can you give us a little bit of your background? Just um, you know, I know you've been in Austin for a little over a year now. Less than a year. Less than a year? Wow. <laughs> less okay. Year. Less, less than a year. Um, but yeah, you put down some roots recently, some permanent roots here. I did. In a house. All right. Congratulations. Thank, Thank you. Um, yeah. Just, you know, for our audience or for those not familiar with you um, and your work with the Greater Austin Bank Chamber, maybe let's start with what you've done previously. I know you came from San Antonio's, cha- San Antonio's Hispanic Chamber. Yes. And you just discussed that role and what brought you there and sure. all that. Well, what? First and foremost, AJ, thank you for for having me. Really appreciate uh, you having me on your show, and thank you for what you're doing. Uh, You're a remarkable, uh, talented uh, professional, and I'm honored that you're part of the chamber, so thank you for being a member as well. Um, Yes, I I reside from San Antonio, Texas, uh, that great suburb just south of Austin, Texas, with 1.4 million uh, other people. Uh, current, I was at the uh, San Antonio Hispanic Chamber of Commerce for over seven years, and I served as their chief operations officer and vice president of economic development, uh, a great organization that taught me a lot uh, with great leaders uh, like their president and CEO, Ramiro Cavazos, and great board members as well. Um, what brought me to Austin was uh, the opportunity that became available when uh, my predecessor, uh, the former president and CEO, Mark Madrid, left for a tremendous opportunity to go work at the University of Stanford for an organization called LBAN uh, that focuses on scaling up Hispanic-owned businesses at the national level. And that brought this opportunity here, and that's what brought me to Austin. Very excited. Uh, A little bit about myself. I am very fortunate to be married to my remarkable wife, Yvonne Rodriguez. She's an Air Force veteran, an electrical engineering degree who works at a technology company called Rackspace. And together, we have two of the most remarkable daughters, one can ask, Isabella and Madeline. Great. Well, so with your, your current, you'll be on the ground for a little less than a year with the Austin Chamber, the Greater Austin Bank Chamber. What were some of the... I know the the chamber in San Antonio is vastly is a very mature chamber. Um, I think one of the oldest in the U.S. If I'm not mistaken, the oldest, right? The, old, the, the sorry, oldest. correction, the oldest <laughs> yeah. in the U.S. The first and you know, um, just relatively, you know, what were some of the observations you had about you know Austin as a as a city coming from San Antonio, and then I mean, particularly with just with the chamber here in terms of areas, you know, initiatives you're looking to target. Sure. Now. Uh, you know, AJ, that's one thing many uh, friends and, 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 and colleagues ask is, what's the difference? What was really mind-blowing to me is for two cities that are less than uh, 75 miles away from one another, we are a world apart. Uh, from those two, our, These two cities are a world apart from one another. Uh, working at the San Antonio Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, it's the first Hispanic Chamber organization in America established in 1929. It was founded as the La Camara 
Mexicana de San Antonio, the Mexican uh, Chamber of Commerce. I learned a lot. It has deep roots. It's going to celebrate its 90th year in existence going on uh, next year. And so a lot of deep roots, a lot of great uh, opportunity to have learned from old school uh, compadres and 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 and, uh, and godfathers, padrinos, as they as they're known mm -hmm. over there. To come over here to Austin, which again, just right up the street, up I thirty five, completely uh, different. And as far as an economic standpoint, it's much faster here. It's a much faster moving pace, which I appreciate. I come to learn to appreciate working at the Greater Austin Hispanic Chamber of Commerce here. We're still we're still relatively young compared to the one down the street. We're only forty five years old, mm -hmm. which is a great number. We celebrate our forty fifth year in existence uh, this year. It's our forty fifth year anniversary and. We've done remarkable things as, at, at a chamber recently. Uh, we in 2015 we we were the United States Hispanic Chamber of Commerce of the Year uh, that was uh, awarded by the United States Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. We were the Hispanic Chamber of the Year awardee uh, last year. We our leadership program, Hispanic Austin Leadership, was recognized as a top 10 leadership his Latino leadership program in the United States of America. This organization is doing great things uh, for the Hispanic-owned businesses in in our, in our area. Uh, one that's vastly growing in Central Texas. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's another reason that uh, brought me here. I see a lot of opportunity to help grow one of the largest growing demographics in Central Texas, if not the United States. Mm -hmm. So you know, speaking of the issue with business owners, Hispanic, um, just, you know, as a firm that's not Hispanic owned, you know, and it is member of the chamber, what would you say, what would your pitch be for companies and individuals and maybe small business owners or entrepreneurs about why they should join the Hispanic Chamber. You know, thanks for asking that question, AJ. That's that's a really good question when you think about uh, what value, uh, why should I join a Hispanic Chamber of Commerce if I myself am not uh, of Hispanic ethnicity? I always share with folks that uh, being Hispanic is a state of mind. You know, it, it, it's it's not a race, it's, it's a way of life and when you join the, Hispan the Greater Austin Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, what we'd like to do is to connect you with the Hispanic-owned businesses, the, one of the largest buying powers in the United States. Uh, the, there was a research study released that in 2015, the Latino, uh, U.S. Latino GDP was $2.13 trillion. That's the seventh largest GDP in the world. Mm -hmm. It's bigger than the state of Texas because Texas GDP is in 10th in the world. So we're a very strong economy. So being a part of the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, we help provide access to the Latino market. More importantly, we help cultivate relationships. Uh, it's great to do business with one another. It's great mm -hmm. to cultivate relationships with one another. And it's great to get along with one another. And, and I hope that folks like yourself, true professionals like you, AJ, and others that find value in being a member of the Greater Austin Hispanic Chamber. We have so far. Thank you. Um, you know, I, I've been personally excited, uh, and one of the reasons I wanted my firm to join the chamber, just with on the policy side of what you're, you've kind of undertaken this last, uh, this last well, under your tenure, this last several months, and you know it's been a um, it's been a dynamic year at City Hall and in the Austin <laughs> political scene, and um, love to just hear about some of the initiatives y'all or stands y'all have taken um, up to this point. We can lead on with uh, you know, the latest one being the soccer stadium and a proposed, proposed soccer stadium as of today. And uh, you know, Major League Soccer coming to Austin. I know y'all took a stance on that and just love to get, uh, you know, I know that's public record, so just to get your take on why y'all supported it. Sure, no, thanks AJ. Uh, one of the things we did, uh, and I really wanna give a ton of credit where it's due, and, and that's my board of directors. Uh, 
phenomenal chairman with Christopher Rios uh, coming off of an incredible immediate past chairwoman, Christiane Vasquez, and a chair-elect, uh, Novert Morales. Uh, just the trio that's truly powerful and really um, appreciative of the trust they have in me to lead this great organization. And um, what ha what's helped us tremendously is at the beginning of this year, we... Uh, we're committee focused more so where we wanted to have strong committee engagement with our members because we're a chamber that believes our members are the ones that should guide the chamber on what we should or should not do not necessarily the being leadership from the top it's more so from grassroots our members who are advising the chamber on what we should and should not do and advocacy is a big one we have a great advocacy chair in vanessa fuentes she's dynamic mm -hmm. uh, latina she's incredible She's, she's allowed us to meet with our elected officials. We meet with them once a month. We met with Councilmember Pio Renteria to kick things off at Juan in a Million mm -hmm. in his district. We met with a Councilwoman Delia Garza at Don Darios in, in her district and followed up with a, a meeting with a Councilmember Ora Houston at, in her district at a place called Mi Madres. Mm -hmm. pretty, pretty good tacos there. And, mm -hmm. and then recently, uh, we... We're going to meet with Councilmember Poole, uh, but as you know, there's this uh, little uh, um, hiccup called Codenex, I guess you could say. That's a little minor one, yes. Minor it's been one. discussed before on the show, and uh, we're actively monitoring that, yes. As, as are we. So they had a, a, an, an important meeting session to discuss Codenex. <clears throat> so what we had was an, an organization that we have publicly supported, and that's a Pre-Court Sport Ventures, mm -hmm. uh, who is trying to bring uh, Major League Soccer to the great city of Austin, Texas. And McCalla Park is the selection site that they've uh, honed in on. And um, we've taken a stance to support it uh, because, you know, Austin's a great city. We, we, it's a remarkable city. But the fact that you have a Major League franchise knocking on your door, asking if you would consider having them in your backyard, it's a big deal. I, I know, personally speaking, because... I come from a city where they think if you build it, they will come mentality mm -hmm. doesn't work. You know, San Antonio learned the hard way that building an Alamo Dome to recruit a National Football League uh, would, would happen. That's yet to be the story today. And recently they built an incredible soccer stadium with hopes that they could bring a major league soccer franchise to their city. And unfortunately, that hasn't happened. And that's just one city of many who would love to have a major league sport franchise in their city. And Austin not having one, and the fact that there's a, a franchise knocking at our door, we should maximize that opportunity because it's rare. And when it does happen, and it has great economic benefits from an economic development standpoint for the entire community, and it's a, it's a sport that's worldwide. When mm -hmm. you talk about a, a language and a sport, I mean, it doesn't get any more worldwide than soccer. Um, it's a, good, a great opportunity for Austin uh, as well. And I'm glad they selected uh, the, the McCalla Park location because it, it will really allow for everybody to experience a great uh, opportunity. I hope our leaders uh, uh, come to a conclusion that um, having a major league soccer team in our city is important and something that Austin should really uh, hone in on. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about the dynamics um, of your chamber working with the other, you know, other chambers in town. I think for folks who, again, may not be aware of how that, how all these work, there is a Greater Austin Chamber of Commerce. There's the Greater Austin Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. There's the Greater Austin Black Chamber of Commerce. Um, and there's the Greater Asian American Chamber of Commerce. I may have missed 
said that name, but yeah, you're right. That, and then there's a there's the, the gay and lesbian chamber of commerce, yeah. and so a lot of people might look at that outside looking in and see disjointment or disunity or just what, what why we have five chambers yeah. pushing business. So what just from your you know. What has been your experience so far coming to Austin as a you know, new face yeah. and working with these groups? And then where do you, where do you see how do you like would you pr- like the relationship to develop in the future? No, absolutely. Thanks. We're all part of uh, those the, the chambers that's called uh, Minority Ethnicity Chamber Alliance (MECA) group that the Greater Austin Hispanic, the Greater Austin Black, the Greater Austin Asian, and the uh, Austin LGBT Chamber they yes. just changed are all a part of. Great CEOs with uh, Tam Hawkins, mm-hmm. Edgar Gerbellini, Marina Bargava, and Mike Rollins at the Greater Austin Chamber of Commerce. I, I see cohesiveness. If, if I could be very off, uh, um, honest with you, I know there's five chambers here, uh, but we we all do great work in our respective uh, areas, and we all work together very well when we have to as well. That's why we're part of the Mecca Group, and we're very fortunate to have a partnership with the City of Austin through Mecca. I will tell you, coming. Uh, from a city where there was 16 chambers of commerces, it was 16. It's great wow. to it's great to come <laughs> to where there's only uh, five, and it's great to see that all these five communi- we communicate with one another um, frequently, mm-hmm. and and we do we do collaborative efforts together. We have a mecca event coming up on July. Um, uh, last uh, two weeks of July, I'm sorry I don't know the date right off the top of my hand. Well, we're gonna. Uh, work on the creative industries uh, mm-hmm. here in Austin, Texas, and do a little panel discussion with all four of our chambers together. Okay, very good. Um, can you talk about just some of the, what are some of the chamber initiatives? So apart from policy, just you, you mentioned um, the, the Leadership uh, yeah. Academy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, what are other, just what other way, what are other initiatives that you know business owners would be interested in joining? Yeah, no, thanks. Uh, joining y'all for so we we have this logo right. It's it's it's, it's right there. I'll put a picture of that. Thank you <laughs> and, on the and, site. And and folks ask and it's uh, what it's about and it's really um, five pillars of what we stand for as a chamber and that drives our mission and our focus from our board of directors to internally here operationally from staff and through our members and one of the pillars is economic development. Um, we're big on helping. Uh, recruit uh, companies, retain companies, and help small businesses grow as well. We have a strong focus with Mexico right now. We're, tr- uh, we're going to go on a trade mission uh, July 23rd through the 26th to Guadalajara, uh, Mexico, and also to our sister city, uh, Saltillo, mm-hmm. Mexico, which celebrates its 50th year, Austin-Saltillo sister city relationship. Um, great relationships with uh, our general consul, Carlos Gutierrez, as well. So. Uh, we've, we're focusing on more international development, and at the Hispanic Chamber, we want to focus on Latin America, Mexico, and so on. We're also big on advocacy, which we touched on a little bit as well, and education. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a great independent school district here called Austin Independent School District. Uh, over 80,000 students are enrolled there. Over 64% are Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <clears throat> as a Chamber of Commerce, uh, tying in early on and ensuring that the future workforce is properly educated, it's important for our economic development workforce and economic development go hand in hand. So we've, um, through our foundation efforts, we have a great foundation. That's our 501c3 arm. It's called the Greater Austin Hispanic Chamber Foundation. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you just add the foundation part to it. We've been able to fundraise through our board of directors that's chaired by Elizabeth Viegas, mm-hmm. uh, who chairs our foundation and a great group of board members, uh, over $100,000 for the University of Texas in Austin. 
$100 scholarship endowment with them, another $100,000 scholarship endowment with Texas State University, uh, $50,000 scholarship endowment with uh, Austin Community College, and now we're working on a relationship to begin a scholarship endowment with St. Edwards mm -hmm. University as well. So we're really honing in on the importance of higher education. And also, we work with Austin Independent School District for a program called Startup Superstars. Uh, and this is where we, in partnership with AISD and five uh, Title I schools uh, in their district, we have a Shark Tank type of uh, competition where each school will pick their champion. They'll go do a pitch uh, on a product or business plan internally, and each school will pick their champion to then compete at our stage, the Hispanic Chamber Startup Superstar Program, where they'll compete against the other schools, the best from the other schools. And, and it's funny, earlier, AJ, you and I were talking about uh, gym memberships, uh, a Latina named Giselle, mm. who just graduated from uh, one of the uh, Title I high schools, um, her, her pitch was great. Uh, it was about uh, putting bilingual gyms, affordable gym memberships for the Latino community. And she put a business plan to the T's from a square footage, from uh, each dumbbell, barbell, what it costs and how, how you got to maximize each cost to make it a successful or an affordable membership rate for the Hispanic community. Mind-blowing to see... Uh, a high school student come up with such a prestigious business plan and so now she's a student at University of Texas in Austin and Very good. and she she got great exposure so that's a, our education portion we're big on business de uh, development that's another uh, one of our uh, pillars uh, focusing on ensuring our small businesses are properly certified uh, it's one thing to be a small business it's also another thing to maximize being a small minority women veteran-owned business getting the proper certification getting in front of uh, the city the state and other entities to learn how to do business with them and, mm -hmm. and grow and scale up your business. Obviously, connecting our members with one another is also uh, critical. And then our last pillar stands for community, um, and that's that ties in right to the Hispanic Austin leadership, big on leadership, ensuring that we're putting a great leadership program, helping uh, grow our leadership, uh, Hispanic leadership community internally in Austin as mm -hmm. well. Very good. And just one last question for you is just, can you underscore, given as you're well aware, this the, the rhetoric nationally at all levels of our society that you know just particularly you know just related to cross border issues, right? Well, pulling back, how important is the Hispanic community community to Austin's future? And you, you know, I know you touched on AISD um, a moment ago and recognizing that the majority of the school population um, is Hispanic, Hispanic. Yeah. yeah, and so it's a very young population, and you know, and, and statewide, I think those trends are. That would match to that yeah. you know how how important is that to all of our to as, as citizens of as austinites to our economy here sure the future of our city well i mean you you kind of said it best there aj um we currently the hispanic population in austin's right under 37 percent it's projected in the year 2030 it's going to oversee 45 percent and so that it'll be the largest ethnicity in the city of austin and in 2040, it'll be 50, over 50%. So that we're, that's the largest growing demographic. It's the mm -hmm. largest population that will eventually reside in Austin, Texas, in the central Texas area. And ensuring that we do right by the largest growing population that's coming up in the next 20 years will determine how successful Austin is or isn't. Because if you have a large growing demographic and they're not properly educated, they're not properly maintained, they're not properly representative, the opposite will happen, right? Uh, they won't have the right jobs. There won't be the right workforce here to keep attracting the great companies that have been coming here and also to keep seeing the great 
companies uh, that have succeeded from starting up in Austin, Texas. Uh, from a Hispanic owner uh, business perspective, there are currently 44,000 registered Hispanic businesses in Central Texas that have an economic impact of just over $5 billion. That was a study we did, and I'll let you walk out with it so you could have it too, Thank AJ. You. In 2013, it's projected that by the year 2020, uh, we're going to have over 60,000 uh, Hispanic-owned businesses with an economic impact of over $12.8 billion. That's huge. That's massive. And so this, the Hispanic community in Central Texas is very critical. And, and you mentioned also about the border. NAFTA, we have taken a position that we are very supportive of NAFTA. <clears throat> if you live in Texas, period, not just mm-hmm. Austin, in other areas, if you live in Texas, you want to keep or make the proper amendments to ensure we don't lose NAFTA because the state of Texas has a $10 billion surplus every single year from our trade with Mexico and Texas. So it's very, very important for the great state of Texas that NAFTA remains. And there's also half a million jobs at stake mm-hmm. from a statewide level. So as a chamber, we just want to do what we can to advocate with data and just let people know the importance of what's happening and what's to come just with the numbers and let the numbers speak for themselves. Very good. Um, just so in closing, just what would be your pitch? Oh, you had the last word, a pitch for joining uh, yeah, the chamber. Th- oh, well, thanks. Well, um, <clears throat> you know, I love, I, I love saying that we're, we're inclusive. We're an inclusive organization. Um, we are a chamber that really believes that small business means big business and not just Austin, Texas, state of Texas, but Austin and in, in, in the nation and all around. They're true job creators, so we will advocate for our members. If, if someone's looking to have a seat at the table, they could consider joining the Greater Austin Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, getting involved with one of our committees, and having a seat at the table. Um, I also, if, if you don't mind, AJ, uh, that's kind of right around the corner on September 22nd, uh, we're having our Celebrando 45. We're getting our tickets. Yeah, yeah uh, Celebrando Austin uh, Gala. We're going to celebrate our 45th anniversary. That is our largest gala of event of the year. Over 850 folks come out. It'll be at the Hyatt Regency Hotel there in Austin, uh, downtown Austin area. Mm-hmm. And um, people could visit our website at uh, gahcc.org for more information. But that's right around the corner. I hope to see you there. I'm already, we'll be there. Thank we'll you. Be there. And it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, great program uh, that starts at 6 p.m. Uh, and then we're going to give out some great honorees. Uh, uh, their, their trophies that we honor seven individuals that day. And then we're going to end with a Sigimo Celebrando President's After Party. So it should be a lot of fun. We'll be there too. It'll be business, <laughs> but a lot of fun at the same time. Yeah. So I hope uh, folks come out. Great, great. Well, Luis, thank you for your time and have a great rest of the day. AJ, thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. You can find this episode and prior recordings at www.binghamgp.com backslash podcast and on iTunes and Google Play at the BG Podcast. Thank you for listening and have a great day.